Maybe I need some space, need somewhere, somewhere else to go To release, to relax, to let my emotions flow Cover any feelings, going through changes Mad right now, I can't even think straight So I'ma just treat it and delete it Welcome to this week's episode of Hashtag Rescue Me Podcast. I am your host, Dawn James Russell, and I have with me Miss Keyshawn Lynn. Hello, hello. And we are discussing surviving toxic friendships and relationships. I have been so excited to have this conversation. I don't think I'm ready, though. (laughs) I don't think I am either. Uh Uh-uh. It's okay. Miss Keyshawn, can you tell my survivors a little bit about yourself and where they can find you? Okay. Um, my name is Keyshawn Lynn. I am from Dallas, Texas. And um, my Instagram is Miss Keyshawn Lynn. Actually, all of my um, social media uh, hashtags are Miss Keyshawn Lynn. M-S, not M-R-S. Um, and I have a daughter. I'm an educator. Um, I enjoy long walk. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Okay, so surviving toxic friendships. Absolutely. Have you ever had a friend really stab you in your back? Absolutely. Absolutely. I like not really like trying to sleep with your man or anything. Um, slept with my man. No. No. Are you successful? No. Absolutely. Okay, like you actually caught her in the bed with your man. I didn't catch her. He told me. I never would have found out had he not told me, but he did tell me only because I was still hanging out with her. And he was like, uh, that's not your friend. I was like, that's definitely my friend. But why would your man tell you that your friend was sleeping with him? Did he tell you that because he felt bad about sleeping with your friend? Or did he tell you that because... He was tired of her. He was ready for her to move around. I think around. he was done. <laughs> I don't think he was doing me a favor. I think it was about him. I think he was done. So he was tired of sleeping with her, and he was just ready for y'all to sleep. Exactly. So he just was ready for you to be done with her. Exactly. Like, okay, so I don't want her around anymore. We're, we're both done with her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay, so I've... I've, I've she's getting on my nerves yes, now. So absolutely. shut up. Yes. So, what did you do? Um, I think initially I didn't believe him. So, I wanted to ask her. And, I mean, clearly he wasn't making it up, but I did ask her. And, I mean, tearfully, she said yes. Um, but they didn't. Okay, this is where you get the rest of the story. So, when she came forward, she came with all the teeth. Okay, he gave me a little. Tea. Of course, of course. He, of course, he wanted to tell all the stars. Like yeah, I'm yeah. the one that hunted her down. Absolutely. I'm the one that went in your phone and got her like phone she number. Over, she came over to his house <laughs> looking for me, and dressed inappropriately, um, which that's what she went over there for. But she was at his house looking for me when she knows where I live. So right. Why are you at his house right. For me? But um, 
and she wanted her shot. She shot her shot, and he accepted, and it's something that happened multiple times um, while we were dating, and, um, but I, but you know what? It's my fault, because she already, I already knew she had that in her. Right. You know the ones that have them whole tendencies, and right? I, and watching her sleep with other people's men. You know what I mean? But you I, always think that your friend not going to do that to you, though, right? You're absolutely right. So when I asked her, she told me yes. But that's when I got all the tea. Like, yeah, we've been sleeping together. Um, and I think it got, she wanted more. And he was like, no, like, this is what we're yeah, doing. Yeah, this is what it is. Yeah. And so she was like, then I'm going to tell Keyshawn. So what happened was he was like, no, I'm going to tell Keyshawn. Right, right, right. I'm going to tell her first. Yes. Right. And so she, he told me. I asked her, she confirmed, and that was the end. For both of them, that was the end. Now, how long have they been sleeping together, though? It may have been, like, three months, off and off, three months. But they was getting it in. They were. At her house, his house? At his house. His house, and cars, and after parties, and... Like, when you left, it was on. Absolutely. But, you know, you have that person in your circle... That you can kind of tell it's not real, it's not genuine. Right. It's always ending. Like, let me wear your shoes, but not let me wear your shoes, like because I want to wear your shoes, but let me wear your shoes because I want to walk in them. Yeah, I want to. I want to be you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, Or you know, oh, I want to get my hair like that. Of course. Yeah. You know, and it's not just like oh, it's a dope hairstyle and everyone's wearing it. It's really like. I want to have access to the stuff you have access to, so let me pretend. Yes. To be you. Let me tell you, I've had a friend that literally tried to put me in jail so that she could have my man. I believe it. Like, literally. I I don't think she actually was sleeping with him yet, but I think she was trying to get me in jail so that she could take my spot. I mean, that's crazy. Isn't it crazy that people want your position so bad? That they will literally try to remove you off the face of the earth yes. just so that they can have your position. I have a cousin and she posted the other day um, on social media and she's doing really well for herself. Um, and it's taken her a very long time. And she literally posted, you want my life, but there's no manual that comes with this life. Boom. Like, you want my life, but you really don't know what it takes to to live this life. Let me tell you, Sarita Jakes stood up in church one day in the Potter's house in front of 30,000 people and said, you think you could step in these shoes and live this life, but baby, you couldn't walk a day Mm -hmm. in these size eights. Mm -hmm. Y'all have no clue what it takes to be Miss T.D. Jakes. You don't know what it's like to live in this limelight. Absolutely. It is not what you think. And that was a pastor's wife who said that, right? Because look at the finished product and right. you think you want it. Right. right. Um, because how many of us are completely honest with everything that comes along with the finished product? Absolutely. So people look at what you have or where you are and they want to pick up right there. Absolutely. But I didn't get right here today absolutely going through this and tribulations Mm -hmm. and drama and tears and issues that's how I got here absolutely you just don't skip all that and get where I am I totally agree and I tell people that all the time first off I tell almost curse I tell people all the time google me yeah right because You know, you look at who I am today and people that know me from seventh grade, they know that I've always been a positive, 
uplifting, spirited person. But the world that we live in today is all about living for likes, right? And so people always want to show something different. They always want to show a life that is about something completely different than that. They want than the actual life that they live. Mm -hmm. And they want people to believe that their life is about glitz and glamour and Hollywood instead of just telling the truth and showing that it's not always bright and that life isn't always good and that there are rainy days and there are gloomy days. Why is that? I I it's been a saying recently where people say you aren't who you post to be. Yes. P-O-S-T. Okay, you aren't who you supposed to be, and most of us don't want to show our dirty laundry, but it's somewhere, someone out there that needs to see it. Right. They need to see um, steps, the steps between the A and the B. Right. So when we just post be positive or we just talk about the glamorous, it doesn't give anybody the encouragement that YouTube can make it or YouTube can get from step A to B. You right. Know what I mean, um, so. Social media is sickening. It really is. And that is the reason why I created this show. Because I think it's important for people to see that there are days where it's not always going to be perfect. Right? As a matter of fact, 90% of our life is not lived online. Right? There are days where we don't comb our hair. Mm -hmm. Right? There are days where you don't have on lashes (laughs) and your eyebrows ain't perfect. Right? And your hair ain't always flipped to the right. Right? And so that's what this show is about. And so like you said... There are days that your friends sleep with your man, Absolutely. right? And that you're you not always picture perfect mm-hmm. and that there are days that you want to slap the shit out of somebody, exactly. right? Life and so happens. life happens. And so you go from having those friendships that are toxic that turn into having a relationship that did not work. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that. Absolutely. Okay. So I know that you were in a marriage. I was married. I was married for five years. That looked absolutely phenomenal online. Absolutely. It was supposed to, right? <laughs> it, it totally looked great online. Yes. I was married for five years. Um, and from the outside looking in, I had what anyone would think would be the perfect marriage. I had the perfect marriage online. And next thing I knew, you were single. I was single. Very single. Um, and the crazy thing is you... I was married for five years, but I had been separated two times. During my marriage, we had not lived together at two different times during my marriage. But I didn't post I was going to say, we didn't see that part online. Yeah. Shot, tell us what happened. Because I think we, like I said, toxic relationships, we don't see that online. Because what was posted was phenomenal. And you're always beautiful. Thank you. All the time. Online. Yes. Tell us what we did not see online. Okay, so... um. Me and my ex-husband dated um, very briefly. Okay. We probably dated for we probably dated for about six months, and then we found out we were expecting. So I already have a daughter uh-huh. who's now sixteen, and so I wanted to avoid the backlash of having yet another child out of wedlock here I go here she goes again oh we knew what happened and so like you said living for likes or living for other people I was like well I'm going to get married and he was like okay um into our engagement about four months into our engagement we lost our daughter which we we were going to have a daughter we lost our daughter I'm sorry to hear that yes and so instead of 
grieving that loss instead of, because at the time I was planning a baby shower. So I actually was about 24 weeks um, when she passed away. And then I was planning my baby shower at the time. So everyone, I'm, I'm, I think I'm a pretty strong person. Everyone thinks I'm a strong person. I give that persona of a strong person that I have it all together. And when people who are the strongest need individuals, no one's really there. Um, and so I started planning a wedding instead. I took all my energy instead of grieving or going to counseling or getting over the loss of a child. I decided, oh, I'm just getting married. So let me ask you a question. Was there a proposal? There was. Okay, so. Ooh, you want to talk about it? I mean, was it posted? <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> the one that was staged was posted. You want to talk about it? So we staged a proposal. Mm, yes, we did. Okay. okay. We did. Okay, so the ring and the engagement happened. Okay. In the midst of an argument. The ring was like, I was calling it off. And I'm expecting at the uh-huh, time. Uh-huh. And I was calling it off because you see all these red flags. And I was like, I'm not doing this. Right? I'm not doing this. Let's talk about one of the red flags. Yes. So the constant arguing. Okay. Or the the manner in which one argues. What are we arguing about? At the time, nothing. Um, just jealousy or... Who's jealous? His. Okay. His. Um something I've done or something I did not do or I don't like the way that you did this and I don't like the way that you do that or I don't like the way you're making me feel when intentionally, again, I'm four months pregnant. I'm trying, not trying to make you feel any type of way. Right, right. Um, and so in the midst of an argument, I get a ring and a proposal. Okay. So me being who I am, I'm like, you can't propose to me like this. Mm-hmm. So my birthday's in a couple weeks. Do it there. In front of everybody. Do it. In front, yes. 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 Because we have to stage this. It exactly. got to be done right. Right. So you need to propose to me in front of everyone. And then first, you know, and this is uh, me. You Have you asked my father? Yeah. Have you talked to any? Like, where is this coming? Right. So that was, that's when you know from the very jump, from the, the beginning of the end. That that's not how you're going. So we haven't done any premarital counseling. Nothing. Okay. We're really not even liking each other that much. At all. Okay. But we just having a baby (laughs) and now we just get married. And to avoid the stigma and the stereotype, because I'm worried about what everyone's going to say. Right. My second kid. My second kid and another label. Right. um, that I don't want to wear that people are about to make me wear, I'm going to get married. Right. So Okay. So we stage an engagement. We, an engagement. we acting all surprised. Oh, like yes. we don't all know this pictures, is coming. All the tears. Right. Even though we didn't went picked out this ring together. <laughs> well, I didn't pick out the ring. I wish I had. Okay. Um, I did pick out the ring. So we really not happy when it come out the box. We like, oh. And was not happy. I think I went and got another ring. Right, right. Like we do. Right. Flag number two. <laughs> <laughs> Ungrateful, Miss. I take it, Miss Me ring back to the store. You didn't do this right. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. One, you don't even know me that you went and got this ring when you should have. We haven't had any previous or prior discussions. Right, like, right. What do you like? See, again, you don't even know me. Exactly. <laughs> 
is like, okay, that's flag number two, flag on play. Like, I took this man's ring back. Right, and, right. And got something that I liked. And at the time, I thought that was normal. No, it wasn't. It was not normal. Okay, so then unfortunately, we lose the baby. We did. And so, but we're still planning a wedding. We, you know, I had no intentions of planning a wedding. I think that me being engaged was going to stop some of the backlash of being pregnant again, right. right? And so being pregnant and not being married. So when I got the ring, I had we weren't planning a wedding. Mm-hmm. I had no intention. He it was we probably would have been a two or three year engagement, which probably would have been the best thing because a marriage wouldn't happen. Right. It would not have happened. But after losing our daughter and experiencing that trauma together, it just made us um push forward toward the marriage. Got it. Got it. Yeah. And so we pick a date. We pick a date. We get married. We pick How a much date, do we, we spend on this wedding? About twenty thousand dollars. That we really not trying to have in the first place. About twenty thousand dollars. Okay. Between him and my parents, twenty thousand dollars. So now we making our parents pay for a wedding that we really not trying to have anyway. No. So I will say that you need to go with your gut. First of all, premarital counseling should yes, be done. Yes, definitely. It was done toward the end. It should have been done before. Immediately. The, immediately. But yes. it was done toward the end. And we went to um, someone we both trust, okay. we trusted. And Any we, red flags in premarital counseling? Absolutely. Oh, Lord. We just totally bypassed all this. Absolutely. Strike number three. We already had strike number I three. I think that you shouldn't be able to get a marriage license. Right. Pass, like a test. Like right. a driver's test. Right. A driver's license. Right. After right. you pass the test. So, strike number four yes. already <laughs> before we so. Yes. No, we shouldn't have Oh, Lord. So, so, the pastor really should have just said, no, I'm not giving you this license. Exactly. But I, I think oh, that. Oh, Lord Jesus. I think that. You want to believe in the possibility. Right. So you're marrying potential. Right. Flag. Um, and so I got married. Okay. Okay. Let me tell you something. The day of my wedding, uh-huh. I should have been getting dressed. I should have been happy. And the whole time I was thinking, girl, don't you do this. The whole day, and, and no one's ever heard this, but I think my dad did. Uh-huh. Because as I'm walking down the aisle with my father, my father looks at me and he goes, you don't have to do this. <gasps> Strike number five. So what did your daughter say the whole... Is, is, did the daughter She's say... She's in bliss. She's in heaven. At the time, she was like seven, second grade, maybe seven or eight. Yeah. She was excited. Like having daddy. Yeah. She's pretty and dressed yeah. up and mommy's happy. She was completely... So, and then as a woman, we're happy because our baby is happy. Exactly. And we're thinking I'm getting a dad for my baby. Mm-hmm. And, and as a woman, see, that right there is us because we be thinking my daughter's going to have a family. And I think that was the idea because yes. my daughter's father has always been there okay. and, and they have a very close relationship uh-huh. and she's a daddy's girl okay but not a two-parent household right different right and so me wanting to give her yes a two-parent household yes instead of being okay with what was working because we always had a great co-parent relationship yes he's still a dope father we just don't live together yes and now that i'm not gonna set up for that right yeah. because i don't want to be anybody's just anyone's baby Maybe, mom. yep i'm yep. gonna be someone's wife and so I tie my value yeah. to society's perception yes. of, of what a woman should have and needs to be. Yes. So I got married. Okay, so we're standing up there in front of him 
Even though daddy didn't say, girl, you ain't got to do this. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. So we get married. We go on the honeymoon. When was the first real major argument after we said I do where you were like, okay, look, I'm in my first year. I actually can get an annulment. Before my first, before my first anniversary, I had already moved out. Yes. Yes, y'all, y'all can't catch the gas. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, you, yes. you were missing the look on my face. Yes, y'all didn't catch the look. Yeah, before my first anniversary, yeah. I was already gone. Okay, was there any infidelity? Absolutely, that was the first sign. The very first flag was a woman. Okay, so let me just say this, survivors, y'all have to go on Miss Keyshawn Lynn's. Uh, Facebook and Instagram because this woman is beautiful. You know, I think I'm, I think I'm a little hot in these streets. Okay, <laughs> I think I am to be forty again. I am what that is. Okay, yeah, I didn't, I didn't kind of retired. I'm, I'm somebody's wife <laughs> for real. Okay, but. Okay, Miss Keyshawn Lynn is what that is. Y'all need to go on her Instagram. She is beautiful. Thank it don't you. come much realer. Okay, and this man had the audacity to absolutely thought around on absolutely. you. He he, re I it, I I can't find about five women prettier than you. Thank you. I, I'm talking about that got it together Thank better you. than you, and and I'm not just saying that because. You are my friend. I'm not. Just, I'm serious. <laughs> I have always is. told you that. Yes, I have always have. told you. you that for the last 15 years of me yes. knowing you. I have always told you that. Yes. So you know I'm telling you the truth. Yes, you are. And you, you know that. I know you probably was thinking he he got to be tr for real. Who who is, who is, is he gonna cheat on me with? That at the time I might have I wasn't even. Was I 30? I might have just turned 30 at the time. But the woman, she she was like 45. She was like 45. And he's only four years older than I am. Right. So he was like 34. So she was like 45. I had met her. I had met her. Um, and after a long night of partying, which he had been out, which was something that happened frequently, he had been out. And like you said, I'm thinking, clearly, I've upgraded you the least, but that's the least, the last thing I have to worry right. about is infidelity, right? Because we have other issues, right? We're going to pick a struggle. Right, right, exactly. Okay, so you're out all night, and then I did what women do, right? That that thing inside of us that says, girl, go through his pockets, or girl, go through his phone. We always know. Yes. We know. And I did, and there it was. It's clear as day. And I don't think anything happened. I did. You know, I called everybody, but um, I went through and they had been texting one another and they just met and they met in the presence of all of our friends. Right. Because I just decided not to go somewhere where you were with all of our friends. Right. And in front of everybody, you thought that'd be a good idea. And you know, what's so crazy to me is that first off, you do it with somebody that I know. And secondly, you have the audacity to disrespect me Absolutely. like that. And you know what kills me about men that do that is you you are only coming up after I brought you up. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like you have the audacity to be with some woman that 
I brought you up. Like, you coming up on my come up. Absolutely. Like, that's what's so crazy. Absolutely. At least go be with a woman that don't know that I brought you up. Absolutely. Right? Go be with some woman in a strip club that don't know that you you came up on me. Exactly. Right? That's so crazy. And I think that's the the part that, that was the most insulting. Right. Was you did it in front of individuals. And once you do that, they're idea or their perception and their um, level of respect for me immediately changes. Absolutely. Because oh, he don't care about his he, life. And there you go. That's exactly what they, they say. Right. You know, he's out here doing X, Y, and Z. And now I'll ha- I just have to say this and I know this is going to sound crazy. I have so much more respect for men who cheat outside of the circle. Absolutely. Like respect me enough to take that shit somewhere outside mm-hmm. of the circle. Go out of town. No. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, don't Seriously. do it with people who know me because mm-hmm. at least respect me enough within the circle. Absolutely. Make the people who hang out with us think you love me enough exactly. that you won't cheat on me. Exactly. Don't be so sloppy with it that you don't even care enough about me to even act like you you honor our vows, Absolutely. right? I mean, you so sloppy that you don't even care enough to even honor the vows around the people that I got to look at every single day. And so not only the thing is, I don't think men realize not only do now you look stupid. I look stupid. Yes. I hope she thought, well, she was a married woman and I hope she felt stupid and looked stupid. Because when I found out, I called everybody. Um, But I will say this, as I was making those phone calls, I was packing because I told you we weren't living together. Right. I moved. I was like, because I already knew, one, I shouldn't have gotten married. Two, I'm here. And that was my house, my first house. And I moved. I packed everything. And I was like, oh, we're out. We're gone. And so where you guys were living, are you guys splitting bills? Is he paying all the bills? Is it your house? Is it... I don't split bills. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just asking where you guys have a joint bank that. account. Like, is all you guys' money going to one no. account? So was no. he paying all the bills? I don't even think I was working. Okay. So... He was paying everything, okay. including my truck. I oh. got a truck, um, a new truck, and he was paying everything, uh-huh. everything. And which brings me back to a lot of women when I was looking for guidance were telling me that I had it good. Yeah, like all men cheat, girl, and at least he's paying all the bills. And so I started to believe that. Yeah, and I started to live that and feel like, well, I am kind of kept, or I really don't pay any bills and. You know, this, that, and the other. He buys really nice gifts. Mm-hmm. And so I was more motivated to go home mm-hmm. because I did end up going back. I was more motivated to go home because no one said, girl, you can buy your own Gucci. Right. Um, you can pay your own truck note. Right. And you have a college degree. Go get a job. Mm-hmm. No one said that. Everyone said, at least. He pays all the and see, that's where a lot of women and men go wrong because a lot of men have that sim- superiority complex of she may be pretty, she may be fine, but I got her because of how she looked and I'm going to keep her because of what I can do for her. Absolutely. And she's going to stay because of what I do for her and because she she knows that I'm going to always do for her. Absolutely. But what you have on your side is you are beautiful and you are fine. Oh, and don't forget, I do have a degree exactly. and I had an education yes. and a job before you yes. came along. Absolutely. And don't forget, I was that bitch before you met me Absolutely. and I will be that bitch after I leave you. Well, after I leave you. Right. Okay. So, I mean, don't you you're right. He was 
throwing gifts around. What? But I think what men forget is just like I'm I'm that for you, I can be that for somebody else Absolutely. also. And I, I I go back to I wish someone had said to me, you can buy your own, own. right. Everything. Yeah. And I think, you know, what kills me. And I had this conversation on Dallas Confidential TV. I think women forget their own power. Absolutely. And one thing that I can say that I love, even though she's not one of my favorite actresses, what I love about Gabrielle Union is she always says, yes, my husband is worth 200 million and I may be worth 20. Absolutely. I have my own, exactly. right? And Absolutely. so we came into this marriage equal, even though he pays our house note and he covers this, I still make my own money exactly. and I still work. Where a lot of women get with men of that caliber and they stop, Absolutely. right? And so she's like, no, 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 no. I still work and I will continue to work because I am not a kept woman. Absolutely. And I think a lot of women miss that. Yeah. They get so used to a man having and taking care of that they forget that can change Absolutely. at a drop of and a hat. Even if he was paying everything, yeah, you still are entitled to fidelity, respect, absolutely, um, love, yeah, um, honesty. I agree. And you can't buy those things, and mm-hmm. you can't trade those things. Yeah. And out of I guess, like I said, trying to equate my value to the label society says. I went back home. And I think that another thing is he's not realizing he's sleeping with another man's wife. Like he could have got his ass kicked when you did that. I mean, did her husband ever find out what had happened? No. Um, I, I am a snitch. I think that I have a little crazy in me. So because it was my out, uh-huh. I didn't feel the need to out everybody. Right. 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 Um, it just gave me what I needed. I left my daughter and I left. We were safe. I took my truck uh-huh. um, and I was done. Yeah. I was done. And so because it gave me the out that I probably already was looking for. Right. Um, because though I was married, something was missing. Right. Something was missing. And so when it got my out, I just left. Yeah. I did confront everyone in the circle that watched. Yeah. Yeah. That knew. I wanted Absolutely. to know who knew who was standing there, who introduced this harlot to my husband. Right. Y'all know I'm crazy. <laughs> you know, yeah. I called her. Yeah. Ma'am, have you lost your mind? Um, because you're going to have to see me. I don't even want him. Right. You're going to have to see me because you know that he's married. Right. You've seen me before. You've laid eyes on me before. And I was like, so you're going to have to see me just off, off the, off the, the rip that you, that's disrespect. Absolutely. And so your lack of respect is going to cost you. What did she say? I'm sorry. What they always say? I'm sorry. She knew. Um, and she was married. And, and she had someone call me, another mutual friend, um, because she was the first lady of a church. Let's start that again. Mm. And she had someone call. Yeah. She had someone call me so that I wouldn't call her husband. Yeah. Um, and that person talked me off the ledge and was like, don't do that. This is going to be a ripple effect. Nothing was done. They just exchanged numbers. They had that. If had I not, not caught them, I don't know what they would have done. Right. But, um, so don't do that. And I didn't. Um, and I was like, you know what? I got what I want. I'm out. Right. So you're, he's your problem now, not mine. Right. So did they actually end up together? Do you they know? Okay. I think I, after months of, now we go to real marriage. Uh-huh. Um, because I wanted out. Right. You were done. I was done. Um. And it was presented to me that you need to go to mediation Uh or you need to go to counseling. And 
Um, I was like, for what? And so after being coerced by those same people. Right. That knew what was going on. Yes. Um, and why would you want someone to stay in a relationship that's so toxic or unhealthy? Right. Why would you encourage a woman to go back to that? I don't know. But okay, I was I was told to go back. And so this time I go back, we go to counseling. Mm-hmm. So we're in counseling. It's not not a religious counseling because our marital premarital counseling was religious based, mm-hmm. religion based. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to a pastor and wife that we both were comfortable with. This counseling was just um, a regular old LPC, uh-huh. you know, LSSP kind of person, and we went. And a lot of issues were resolved that should have been brought up in premarital counseling that weren't brought up. Um, they were brought up, and I thought they were resolved. Right. And so I was comfortable enough to go back home and give it another try because I was, oh, you know, everybody deserves a second chance. Right. And, you know, Mr. I won't do it again. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Nothing even really happened. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I did that. And I love you. Okay, so I'm back at home. Let me tell you, it is so crazy. In my first marriage, my ex-husband was cheating his ass off, okay? Mm -hmm. And I can talk about it because I'm healed over it Mm -hmm. and it is what it is. Um, My oldest sister knew that my ex-husband was cheating, like Mm -hmm. knew it. And I was telling her and she was acting like she refused to believe it. And so, like you said, one night he was asleep. I'm asleep. He, mm-hmm. he fell asleep. And literally, the Lord woke me up and told okay. me, literally, because, girl, let me tell you, female intuition is for real. Is real. I call it Mother Nature. Yes. I'm telling you, guardian angel, literally, I, the, the Lord said, get up and go check your husband's yes. phone. Literally. And I got up and I'm going to check this phone. Girl, I'm telling you, he had got it in that night with her in a park or something right Mm -hmm. and so my sister I had been telling her that he was doing something she refused to believe it and so I had screenshotted okay okay, it and I sent it to her phone okay okay? because she refused to believe it for whatever reason I I in my mind I I now know why she refused to believe it but she refused to believe me and so I I sent it to her and then I called her from my phone to make sure that she saw it okay okay? and she still was like "Mm hmm you know, cause she, it's like, she just wanted to take his side for whatever okay. reason. And so once I knew that confirmed that she had it, okay. I woke him up and was like, okay, now here's the proof that you was doing what you were doing. Girl, he wrestled me down to get that phone yes. out of my head. I'm telling you, I'm like, you can wrestle me all day long. I didn't saw yes. it. What are you wrestling me over the phone but for? Girl, I'm telling you, like you for real, like you, you are, you know what you did. I didn't see it. You have yes. the phone. I ain't finna change uh-huh. it at this point, right? Yes. Girl, you wrestled me so much to the point where we in the bathroom. I just dropped the phone in the toilet. Like, mm-hmm. ain't neither one of us gonna have a phone, but I already have proof. I didn't send it to her. Girl, I'm telling you, it's crazy, but they, um, and even after she had proof, she just still, like years later, she still took his side and, um, after we broke up, girl, she became like best friends with, after we got divorced, she became best friends with his new girlfriend for like five years and, I mean, we're not we're not sisters. I mean, biologically we're sisters, yes, but we I have see. no relationship at all. But it's amazing. This is part of the toxic, toxic relationships. relationships. And it's just amazing how some people, regardless of what you say and do, mm-hmm. like you said, the people that knew about your mm-hmm. your ex-husband cheating, Absolutely. 
People will hold people's secrets and they will take sides regardless because they just either want you to be miserable or they just refuse to want to see you happy or they refuse to just accept the truth for whatever reason. Or they think that you deserve. Somehow they think you deserve. You deserve to be hurt or you just deserve to not be happy. Absolutely. Right? And that's where, once again, like you said earlier about your friend that made made that post or whatever, Mm -hmm. that is where I am with that relationship with my older sister. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you, you... You just refuse to want to see me happy. Absolutely. And because I've been telling her for years that my ex-husband had been cheating. And I just think it was easier for her to want to see me miserable Absolutely. for whatever reason. She just, to this day, she just does not want to see me happy at all. And that's why we don't have a sister relationship. But it's crazy how mm-hmm. no matter what I said or did, it was just better for, I think she just wanted to not see me happy. Absolutely. And that's crazy. Yeah, because people Jealousy. try to evaluate you. Yeah. And then place that value. Yeah. Like, I only think Keyshawn is worth this. Yes. And so that's all she should be given yeah. in life. Exactly. Is what I feel like she should be given in life. I totally life. agree. And I'm so glad that that's not who decides for us what we get or our portion. Um, because people, like, I had a daughter when I was 21. Okay. And because I had a daughter when I was 21, people thought I should only be able to elevate to a certain level in life I agree. because I had a daughter or because I took six years to, to graduate from college because I had a daughter. Oh, well, you should only be um, able to achieve this yep. in life. And it's, it's crazy because I'm like, you don't get to set my boundaries. <laughs> you don't get to place the value in my life or we, how I see myself. And literally, when we were talking earlier before the show, you were talking about dating outside of your race. Absolutely. And how the guy's parents will be like, you're such a pretty black girl. Absolutely. You're so beautiful to be black. Yes. Right? It's like, because I am black, yes. I can only be so pretty. Exactly. Right? But if I was white, I could be pretty beyond. Yes. I literally have people tell me, Keyshawn, you are so smart. I didn't think you were that smart. All the time, because we can't be beautiful be- smart. There you go. I literally be. get people to tell me. Darn, you're so bubbly, but I didn't think you were that smart. It's like, I can't be bubbly and smart. I just had that conversation with a girlfriend of mine. And she even said (laughs) that when she first met me, she thought, oh, she's going to be an idiot. And I was thinking to myself, girl, I'm one of the smartest people you know. Like, what are you talking about? I literally get it all the time. You can't be pretty and smart. Yes. You have to pick. You have to pick. That's because they have to pick. Because they're they're either one or the other. Literally. And so people put these these um these put you in this box. They put you in a box. Based off the box they're in. I get it. You know what else I get all the time is I just don't understand why you and your ex-husband can get along so well. Like I don't understand why you guys can be friends like that. Like I just don't understand why y'all. Why do y'all get along so well? Why did because we got a divorce? Can do? Why can't we get along? Like we we get that all the time for years. Yes, he cheated. Yes, we got a divorce. But that don't mean I have to hate him. If why do I have to hate him? Come to my social media. <laughs> so my my daughter's father, um, who is a is a known basketball coach here in Dallas. Um, he was married before me. My daughter is his second child. Uh-huh. After me, he had two other children. Uh-huh. But with that being said, the three women, his ex 
ex-wife, myself, and, and his son's mom, um, we are friends. Uh-huh. We are a family. We are an extension. Like, we hang out. Uh-huh. We go out. We have drinks. We, we see each other. We call each other. We have a group text that's about him. You know? Yep. <laughs> we have this bond. Yep. And people think that it's so weird. Yep. That something's wrong with it. That it's toxic. Yep. That we call each other on our birthdays. One of them owns a nonprofit organization. I sit on the board. We, I want to see them succeed, and I want to see them win. And people look at me like it's something wrong with us. Yep. I'm like, no, it's something wrong with you. Y'all. I'm the exact same they way. They can't adult. That's why do people have a hard time adulting? I am the exact same way. Mm-hmm. Literally, me and my ex-husband get along so well. We hang out together. Mm-hmm. We are so cool. I tell people all the time, like I love him as a person. He is like one of my besties. Mm-hmm. We couldn't be married. Like he was a horrible husband. <laughs> But he is a phenomenal person. Like, yeah. I love him as a person. He's, like, one of my best friends. I people don't want to separate that he was not a good boyfriend. Yes. But he is a great father. Love and him as a right person. Now, that's the role that he plays for me. Yeah. And so I don't judge him on um, those two things aren't synonymous. There, there you go. You can be a good father and a horrible boyfriend. Yeah. And so, you know, when when you're in these relationships with, with individuals and they end... You don't become my enemy. Yeah. We're not beefing. And it's even just the end. There you go. So that's what people can't. We talk about toxic relationships. Yes. Even sometimes I hate him as the father of my kid, but that don't even, that don't mean I hate him as a person. Absolutely. Right? There's sometimes I have to go in on him yes. as the father of my kid. Like sometimes I go in, yes. but then I'm like, you want to go get drinks? Like, yes. you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, you have to yes. separate it, Absolutely. right? And sometimes, even in your relationship, like sometimes we can argue. Absolutely. Sometimes I yell at my husband because he lost my car key but that don't mean i'm mad at you for life right and so anywho your marriage ends so you guys go to post or inner marriage marital counseling you're like okay we're doing this i'm out like it just i don't want it anymore so you tell your daughter you're like look mommy did this it was a mistake we gotta we're out of here how did she take it she was excited she was like oh thank you jesus yeah because what children see everything. Yes. And though I was trying to create this lifestyle that I thought was benefiting her, she was able to see through past all that. They feel it. And their innocence bypasses adult BS. Don't. Okay. Keisha, how many times do we stay in the relationship thinking that we're doing it for our kids? And the kids are so over it. Yes. They're like, look, I've been over it. When are you going to be done? <laughs> That's exactly the conversation. I went to her. She was in the eighth grade. She's a junior now, but she was in the eighth grade. And I went to her and I was just like, I will stay because again, I had the stuff. So I will stay um because this is the school district mm-hmm. this is your you're going to high school you made the high school cheer team and i'm going to stay in this neighborhood in this big house and drive this nice car for you and she was like no nah, i'm good and i was like <laughs> no don't you want and she was like uh we we don't have to stay here because uh-huh. i'm over all this right the arguing the fussing um Slamming doors, crying, yelling, he don't come home. Yeah, yeah, nobody talking. Yeah, I'm so over it. And she's just because you guys were toxic behavior. Yeah, because it was just the two of y'all for so many years. Mm -hmm. And kids, like, look, I'd rather go back to this little two bedroom apartment (laughs) we had. And when it was just you and me. And that's exactly what we did. Yeah. 
I decided once she gave me, and it's so crazy, she's gonna be dead broke. Um, once she gave me the okay, yep. and she was like, let's be out. Right. Because I don't even really like it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. I immediately was ready. Like, let's go. Let me tell you, I have a friend right now, literally, who is miserable. Mm-hmm. Baby. Life look great mm-hmm. online. Mm-hmm. It is nothing like that. And she is doing it all for first off, living for likes. Mm-hmm. And she is, it looks like she's doing it for these kids. And mm-hmm. I told her, I said, your kids will be okay. They will be. But she is so afraid to leave. And I think a part of it also is she doesn't know who she will be without being in this relationship. Absolutely. Because she's been in a relationship so long. Mm-hmm. She do, she really don't know who she is without the relationship. Mm-hmm. And then I think she's doing it for these kids. But I told her, I said, you are really harming your children. You are. You're teaching them a cycle of, of dealing, how to deal with something that's toxic. Abuse. And it's. Exactly. It's emotional abuse. And it's okay to walk away. It's okay to say this didn't work. Am I am I am I happy that my marriage didn't work? No. But I'm happy that I have peace. Right. I'm happy that I'm happy. Yeah. Um, I'm thrilled that my life has I mean, gotten so much better. Right. It got so much better. And and that's the crazy thing is that I was holding on to stuff. And so I was wrong in the relationship because I in my healing process, I started writing. In my healing process, I started writing about divorce. And it was like a sister's guide to divorce. Because I was like, no one told me how to get a divorce. No one told me what it was going to be like. We watched television. We watched um, these other women get divorces. And we watched them have prenups. And we, no one told me what it's like for a, um, a regular woman, a sister, a black woman at, in her 30s, early 30s, to get a divorce. Right. And... Since there was no guide and I had no guidance and I went through it and I realized that we talked about the red flags in the beginning. We talked about me leaving. There was another incident where I moved out Um, and all these outs and this back and forth and I became an accomplice. So the whole time I was painting myself as a victim. I was like, oh, I'm a victim. He's this horrible person. Well, if you know this and you're steady um, putting yourself in a situation and you're steady allowing your daughter to see you in this situation, you're no longer a victim. You're an accomplice. Right. And right. so once I took that mind frame, like that, that stance, like, girl, you're doing this to yourself. Right. You know he's a cheater. He's steady cheating. Right. Right. So after that, I left, got back together. He cheated. We got back together. So you know he's a cheater. Absolutely. But because of stuff, right? Because you mentioned that one of the posts you saw was my binge truck, right? It was one of the one of the largest gifts I got. I, I wanted a truck. He got me a binge truck. A really nice truck. Uh, put the boat on it, drove it. It was nice, girl. You was you looking know? good. Uh-huh. Yeah. He was like, look at what my baby got me. Thank you, boo. The bigger the bullshit, the bigger the thing. Right. <laughs> I needed a Bentley for what I was dealing with. Okay? Right. Um, that's the truth. Like, I only get it. I only get a bit. Like, and what you don't see is that we argued the whole time after the purchase of the car. Like, because I knew the car was a, my bad. Right. Let me tell you, okay. Different relationship. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, when we talk about um, five love languages, mm-hmm. when they know that your number one love language is, is gifts, gifts, receiving yes, gifts, let me tell you something. 
the one relationship I was in, my love language one and two was receiving gifts. Yeah. And he knew when he would come home with a gift, that's how I knew what the mistake was. Yeah, the bigger the gift, the bigger the mistake. Yeah. He would walk in the door with a Birkin bag. Boo. I knew. I didn't even ask questions Absolutely. no more. Absolutely. I didn't even I didn't even know what the question I didn't even need to know. I didn't even have to ask is what I'm saying, Keyshawn. When he walked in with the Birkin bag, I knew what the gift, exactly. I knew what the issue. When he walked in with um round trip tickets to Paris. Absolutely. I didn't even need to ask, yeah. right? But there, that's conditioned, Absolutely. right? We're conditioned not Absolutely. to ask because Absolutely. we already know. Let me not even ask, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Right? One time, girl, literally, I'm sitting in the truck one day. We're we're on our way out of town. I'm just sitting there. He's um in the barbershop getting his haircut because we're going somewhere. I'm just sitting there waiting for him to get, a, um, get his haircut. I just opened up the glove uh, box. Girl, I just pull out this receipt. He had just returned from a round trip, round trip with two women. It's an ex, uh, Expedia receipt. Oh my! God. Him and his homeboy and two women had just came back from Vegas. It was the Expedia receipt. They have been. They don't even see the sloppiness of it. It's so, so sloppy. You don't even. You have a receipt. In the car that I'm about to get. Yeah, me and you about to go somewhere. And I'm just sitting there, girl. He just get he getting his little edge up. He was like, Boo, I'm about to take you somewhere. I'm, it's about to be a surprise. Let me just stop at the barbershop real fast. Real girl, <laughs> I had a big surprise. surprise. Yeah. He not even I'm just sitting there just waiting, girl. My man about to take mm -hmm. me somewhere, girl. I open up the glove box. There yeah. you go, right there. He told me he was on a business trip. I just came back, girl. Hadn't even been gone like two days. Girl, him, and guess what? It was him and his homeboy and two strippers that they had just met. And then took them out of town. Had taken them out of town. See? Uh -uh. I mean, just, just crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. You, you can't, girl, when I tell you, I was, let me tell you, girl, he, you, you don't even want to know. He came out of that, out of that barbershop 20 minutes later. Uh -huh. The truck was gone. <laughs> girl, gone? I was gone okay. in the truck. He found that truck. He had to uh, call uh, OnStar okay. to locate. He had to catch a taxi. This is before uh, uh, Uber. Okay, okay. Catch a taxi. His truck's sitting in front of my house on four flats. Yeah. Uh, that $80,000 Navigator truck was sitting on four flats. I had milk all over it. I had <laughs> perfume. Girl, I had slashed up all of his seats. Yeah. I had all his clothes on the inside. I take taken every then, bottle of cologne. Society wants us to think. Oh, you were crazy. You were crazy. No, 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 no. The fact that you were gone two days with two strippers and your homeboy had taken them to the Bellagio, had because Expedia you can or you can order Absolutely. everything. You got the hotel. Everything. You got the the, the tickets. The and, and the um the rental car. Everything was on this one little piece of paper. Girl, when I tell you that was the most expensive trip he had ever been on. And I'm because like, why would you keep the receipt? I don't even think he realized it was there. Probably one of the girls or his homeboy had just put it right there. And girl, when I tell you, when he showed up, I was sitting in my car, in my house, girl, looking out the window when he pulled, they pulled up in that taxi. And I'm telling you that because I don't think they even realized once again, because that narcissistic, see, let me tell you something. Money and power is a beautiful, horrible thing because men that have too much power mm -hmm. it gets to their head mm -hmm. and they think they can do anything mm -hmm. and they lose sight of what's important in life right and they work really hard at making you lose sight of who you were so yes this whole time i'm this beautiful confident person mm -hmm. and one thing my ex-husband said to me one time was 
I had started doing stuff to myself. Like, um, I got my eyebrows like permanently put on. Okay. Uh-huh. And, and, and this is when microblading first came out. And so I had done that and I was going to get chemical peels. I think I was waxing. I just started doing stuff. And he was like, when I first met you, all you wore was lip gloss. And now you're doing all this stuff. Like, what are you doing with all this stuff? And I was thinking to myself, my 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 self-esteem takes a blow every single time you do something. Mm. And so I started to embody this. Well, maybe if I do this, he'll stay at home. Well, maybe if I was pretty enough. Well, maybe if I was smart enough. So I went and got a master's degree. And I got that for myself. Don't get me wrong. But he had an MBA. And I was thinking, okay. So I'm going to get this master's degree. Maybe if I was smart enough or pretty enough or thick enough or slim enough or, you know, if my hair was longer or shorter. Mind you, I was the type of wife that I got my nails done the way he wanted me Uh to. I got my hair done the way he wanted me to. Uh, This is all the time. You don't like short hair? I don't have short hair. You like French toes and French fingernails, French tips? Okay, that's all I got. I'm talking about for five years. That's the only manicure I had. Okay, because that's what he liked and that's what he was attracted to. But then when I meet your women or I run, have a run in with one of your skeezers, they look completely different. You know what's so crazy, Keyshawn? I never did that. And you, I'm going to tell you this I never changed who I was. <laughs> and that is, I'm going to say this, and this is going to sound so crazy, which he probably will never. And I'm talking about the same person on this uh-huh. conversation. No, I'm not. I'm talking about my ex husband and then the same person. And and it's crazy because for both of them, I never changed who I was. Mm -hmm. And every woman that my Mm ex-husband and this guy that I'm talking about has ever tried to get was exactly like me. I never changed who I was, Mm -hmm. ever. And every woman that this guy I'm talking about and my ex-husband has tried to get with has tried to be exactly like me. That's why I never did. Mm -hmm. I never tried to change who I was. Mm -hmm. So that's amazing how you try to conform Mm -hmm. to be who every other woman he got was like, or when he would say something. Mm -hmm. And I never did. I Mm -hmm. never changed. And I guess the reason why is because I was exactly who you wanted. Mm And I'm not going to change at all. And so I love, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I love that you said that you mm-hmm. tried to mm-hmm. change to appease him and it never Absolutely. was enough. It never was enough. And I'm saying I never changed mm-hmm. who I was and you still did all this stuff. Absolutely. But for me, it was, your issue is you. I'm not your, the problem. You're the problem. And for you, you're like, I think the issue is me. Absolutely. And I'm going to try to fix me. Absolutely. And I was like, you're the problem and you need to fix you and the whole time and, and that's so powerful because 37 year old me uh-huh. knows that none of that has anything to right. do with I always knew that's it that's you yep that's you that's all yep. you yep. and and thinking I'm not enough because of your behavior yep. that is sick like it what you're doing has yep. absolutely nothing to do with me yep and um I was I was a member of Friendship West and Pastor Haynes used to always say your issue with me will not become an issue for me and you like, know what Keyshawn I'm gonna say and I love that we're having this conversation I hope my survivors hear this and I'm saying this you guys not because Dawn at all feel like I am better than anybody else. The reason why I'm saying this is because the reason why I've always known I've never been the problem is because when, going back to my first conversation when I said seventh grade, when I was at Lancaster, <laughs> seventh grade, I was never good enough, right? And I'm saying this because everybody at Lancaster Junior High School who knew me 
who never dated me. Okay, nobody yes. dated me. Okay, I'm telling you, I was not the dateable girl. I was everybody's little sister. Nobody wanted to date Dawn. Nobody dated Dawn James in seventh grade. I was everybody's little sister, okay? They dated all the other girls. I came from California. I was so small. I was not attracted to anybody. They all dated my friend. I was all the boys' homegirl. They slept with all of my friends. Mm-hmm. They, I was the catch girl. I was the one, Dawn, go get uh-huh. this girl. Go, uh-huh. go get her for me. Uh-huh. Go get her for me. Uh-huh. I say that because when I saw them sleep with all of my friends, uh-huh. it still was not enough. Uh-huh. That's how I can say it was never about the girls. It was about them. And so that's why I learned at an early age, it was never going to be enough because I'm not going to throw their names out there, but I'm just going to say girl A was enough and he stopped. He didn't stop. Girl B was enough and he didn't stop. Girl C was enough and he didn't stop. And I'm sitting there thinking she's enough. She's enough. She's enough. And they did it eighth grade. They did it ninth grade. They did 10th grade. And so I ended up leaving Lancaster. Mm-hmm. And when I came back, mm-hmm. Dawn was a totally different girl. Mm-hmm. Okay. At 22, when I came back, uh-huh. now uh-huh. when I was that girl, uh-huh. now they all wanted to date. Because oh, yeah. now Dawn then left and went to New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. And now I got thick. And yeah. now I came back. Oh, now they want to date Dawn. Oh, yes. First off, now I'm not dating you because you just slept with all my yeah. homegirls. First off. Yeah. So I've slept with none of them. But now. Now you want to sleep with me, uh-huh. but on top of that, so now I'm not going to sleep with you, but now y'all are now talking about all of my, all the girls you yes. slept with and I'm sitting there thinking, and they still were not enough. Uh-huh. So I, that's why I say that I always knew that I was enough because Absolutely. you slept, I saw you sleep with all these women Absolutely. and it was never enough. Absolutely. And so that's why I'm saying I never changed who I was because I always knew Keyshawn. It was never about me. So I was never going to change my hair. I was never going to change my makeup. Uh-huh. You see right now, yes. you are all done up looking yes. beautiful. And you see how I look right now. No, I just beautiful. say that because I always knew that a man is going to accept you for who you are or mm-hmm. they're not. Absolutely. Right. And Absolutely. so I... And I have been very privileged. I have a phenomenal husband that's in here working his ass off for me. And it's enough. I literally, and I'm going to say this. um, I have a girlfriend, literally, who says, my husband tells me I don't cook enough. And I don't dress up enough. And I don't make him feel like a man enough. And we don't have sex enough. And I don't just, I said, well, girl, my husband left me a long time ago. Because (laughs) we don't have sex enough. And I don't cook enough. And I don't, I would, I would never keep a man. Because I don't do any of that enough. And I said, and I just so happen to keep phenomenal men mm-hmm. and men still chase after me. Mm-hmm. And I, I said, the man that is right for you is yeah. right. Well, you will be mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. And I have been blessed to have phenomenal men who think I'm enough. Mm-hmm. And I've had men that cheat on me. And mm-hmm. that don't mean that they don't think I'm enough. Men just cheat. Some mm-hmm. men, just, I've had great men mm-hmm. and they still just cheat. Mm-hmm. And then I've had 
horrible men and that cheats. So mm-hmm. it doesn't make me less of a woman. Exactly. I've I know men who love the hell out of their wives. Absolutely. And they still just cheat. It's not about her. It's about him. Exactly. Something they're lacking. It's they're something they're for... there you go. Mm-hmm. And then I know phenomenal men who don't cheat. Absolutely. And their wives still suck. And that's the thing. That's something I also wish that that people wouldn't have fed me that all men cheat. All I, men don't cheat. I would now mm-hmm. I know for a fact that's not that's not true. Yep. And so I literally was was drinking the Kool-Aid that all men cheat, right? And then um there was a movie and I don't remember the movie, but little Kim is standing on a balcony. It's one of our movies, of course. And she says, if I'm gonna live in a doghouse, it might as well look like this. And she references the mansion, right? Mm-hmm. Now nah, I'm good. Like I'm not living in no doghouse. There you go. I don't care what the doghouse looks like yeah. now. I'm not going to be with someone who wants to devalue me there or att- even attempts to. You you can't be with me and think that you can dim my light. I'm right. no longer into that. I'm no longer allowing people to be, no matter who you are, to be in my presence and think that you can dim my light to make yourself look better. If you can't stand next to me, hold your head up high, your chest up, and know that you, you are enough, I'm not going to to bow down, hold my head down, to not talk around people. To you know, I heard people say, "Oh, you talk too much." What? You don't talk enough, maybe. Right. Uh, you know, or I'm a social butterfly. I don't meet strangers, so I'm out and about and I'm moving. And because you lack those characteristics, it's too incompetence. Much. Yes, right. it's too much for you. But stop trying to dim my light to compensate for your insecurities or your lack of. And they and I think a lot of women think because you are once again absolutely beautiful, they assume that because you look the way you look, you dress the way you dress, you you're shaped the way you shaped that you need to be quiet. No. God made me the total package. Mm-hmm. And because you don't think you are, do not mean that I should have to think less of Absolutely. myself. Absolutely. Right? A woman will assume she's just trying to get attention. No. I am getting the attention that God made me to exactly. get on this earth. Right? Exactly. You're not... It doesn't... I am beautiful. Yes. And so I have the right to carry myself with the type of confidence that God made me to have. Exactly. I get it all the time. Mm-hmm. I get it all the time I've gotten older now and and I'm saying it in a beautiful way I'm not saying it in a bad way my I choose my attention differently Mm -hmm. but when I was in my younger 40s or or, or late 30s I was exactly like you Mm -hmm. I was out more and Mm -hmm. doing way more but now I just I have first off I work a whole lot and I spend more time at home but when I was out and about all the time Mm -hmm. I was just like don't women would hate I mean because I'm the type of person like you when I walk in a room people look Mm -hmm. right and women hate that but I cannot check I can't change that your man look you need to wonder why he's not looking at you but I'm gonna tell you I love getting the attention and I say that in the sense of you need to wonder why you're not getting the attention and if you're the type of woman that don't like the attention don't get mad that I do and when I was a when 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 people meet me, they don't assume that I'm down to earth. They don't assume right. that I'm friendly or that I'm going to be nice or kind. Or I get that. Yeah, all the time. I'm to, I guess I'm supposed to be crazy and mean and catty. But I was a physical education teacher at one point. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> I wore PE clothes. Mm-hmm. I wore tennis shoes. I have tennis shoes now, but I wore tennis shoes often. I wore um, those windbreaker pants. I wore, I was a coach. I wore a collar shirt. Right. And I had someone, a, a female of mine, constantly uh, in leadership picking on me mm-hmm. picking on me 
Um, she just do too much. And I would be like, I'm not doing anything, but I wasn't doing anything. Right. And she would make it her business to ridicule me and again try to try to, you know, dim your light and dim mm-hmm. my light. Mm-hmm. And and so I would get ready to put on lipstick in the morning and I would say, No, nah, don't do that. Because it's gonna, you know what I'm yeah. saying? It's gonna yeah. make her comfort. Exactly. Um, I would be putting on a certain shirt and so I stopped wearing regular bras and started wearing sports bras. Yeah, just try to hat. Yeah, exactly. Because I don't want those kind of problems. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you know, I would all of her tactics were working. Yes, exactly. It was working. Absolutely. And I was like, nah, man, I I can't help that I'm shapely, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And no matter what I wear, you're going to see it. Mm-hmm. You're going to see it. Absolutely. And so if that's offensive to you as a person, you need to look inward. There you go. Yeah. You Why are you inward. so intimidated about my presence? Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, I still get that all the time. And like mm-hmm. you said, I tell people all the time. If you take the time to get to know me, you would actually like me. But since you choose not to, I'm not going to lighten the load Mm -hmm. or lessen my runway Mm -hmm. to make you more comfortable. I am not going to slim my path that the Lord made for me because you feel uncomfortable. And I'm the same way. Mm -hmm. I have always been in leadership positions Mm -hmm. and I have to always try to make myself smaller to make you feel larger and that's not fair Mm -hmm. i the lord created me to be large in life exactly he made me this way Mm -hmm. so if you can't handle it you need to go check yourself and so i I still deal with that Mm -hmm. literally i saw something on facebook the other day and it said where do you get hated on more personally or professionally and i put professionally yes (laughs) i really do i will say i'm finally i'm finally at a point where professionally it doesn't happen Mm -hmm. um and, and where I am in my career doesn't happen. When I was on campuses, ooh, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. And it bothered me. Mm-hmm. It bothered me so much why people didn't like me because they just didn't, right? So I'm the type of person, you have a problem with me, I'm going to ask you why. Right. Because if I did something, I'm going to say, okay, I'm sorry. If I offended you in any way, my bad. I wasn't trying to offend you. I apologize. You know, maybe I did do something. Mm-hmm. But then when you ask these people, whether it be male or female, what did you do? And they don't have a reason. They don't like you because of something they've heard. They don't like you because they just don't. It's right. the answer I've gotten. And then I know that you have a mental illness because <laughs> if you're like, <laughs> as I come to you and I say, what did I do, yeah. you know, to offend you? And I'm coming, you know, humbly to say it's offer an apology and it's, I just don't. Yeah. Oh, then you mentally ill. And I can't, I, I can't, I can't change do anything that. about I that. I cannot change yeah, that. Like I'm done with that. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. yeah, I literally, it's funny because I had somebody come uh, the other day and say, I remember you from Paul Quinn. I'm like, was I nice to you? <laughs> and they're like, yes. I'm like, okay, thank you. Because I literally still get people who hate me from Quinn. First off, I've been grad- I graduated 15 years ago, but they still feel some kind of way because of pledging. I'm like, okay, are you serious? That was like 20 plus years ago. I was supposed to be being to you. I'm going to need you to get over that, yeah. right? But if you really knew me, I really am a nice person. But well, You were always nice to me. So. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. But if I wasn't, that was 20 years ago, yeah. right? It's, I'm going to need you to mm-hmm. kind of get over that. Um, but I just, I think some people just want to put you in boxes, Absolutely. right? And once again, talking about toxic relationships and friendships, I think some people see you and they yes. see what you have. Yes. 
and they hate you because of what you have Absolutely. or who you had it with yes. or who you were with yes. and they just want your life. Yes. And, and I can have it. The thing is, it doesn't come with a manual and you can have it. Mm-hmm. So where I am now is because of everything that I've gone through, mm-hmm. right? Everything I've gone through, every broken relationship, every broken heart, every, every tear, every failed attempt at whatever, I'm here because of those things. And you just see where I am now. Mm-hmm. And you don't know what it took to get here. And you want it or you envy it. And I'm just like, trust me. You know what I mean? I can show you how to get here. Right. But what it took to get here, are you willing to go through that? Right. Are you willing to put up with that? The peace that I have now, and when you ask, you know, God for peace, that surpasses all understanding. Yes. Right? And the peace that I have now is a different type of peace. I never had this peace. Mm-hmm. Prior to even being married and divorced, I never had this peace. And there were some dark times after my divorce mm-hmm. because I was so worried about what people mm-hmm. were going to say. Right. I stayed in a marriage for people. I let a man cheat on me for people. I let someone be verbally abusive and emotionally abusive for people. I um, cried for people. I, you know. Or for possessions. Possessions and people. Yep. And I was I was told by my ex-husband one time, because I'm, I'm in education, and he's not. He's an engineer. And so I was told one time that I was just a teacher, because at the time I was, I was just a teacher. Mm-hmm. And I was, I never heard anybody put just in front of it, okay? Because mm-hmm. what do you mean I'm just a teacher? Right. Like, we saved the world, right? <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm just a teacher. And in comparison to our salaries at the time, he may have been making three times what I was making. Mm-hmm. And it was always like, girl, you're just a teacher or you're just this. And I started to believe that. Mm-hmm. I started to, to in conversations, not be so upbeat about just being a teacher. Mm-hmm. And I thought that I needed this person to have the house that I lived in. I thought I needed that man to have the car that I had. Mm-hmm. I thought I needed that man to, to have the status. Um, and like you said, possessions. I had everything. If you, if you had a white picket fence and you put it around, someone's idea of what a marriage and relationship and a house was supposed to be like at 30 we had it mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. we had it 4200 square foot home foreign cars I had a job of degree he had a job and a degree we had one kid we were trying for another one we lived in a, a suburban neighborhood mm-hmm. uh one way in one way out community mm-hmm. we had it but we didn't have the importance. Right. Love, Respect. security. Yes. Yeah. We didn't have fidelity. That. We didn't have that. Right. And so. Or fidelity, excuse mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And I really was like, I was willing to trade that stuff. Right. For possession. Mm-hmm. And after doing some inward, like that's why I said I was, I stopped being a victim of pain and accomplice because I was willing to allow all of those things to keep my stuff. And once I wasn't and I grew, I'll say this, that. Since being divorced and moving into a two-bedroom apartment with my daughter, which I felt like I didn't want anybody to come over. Mm-hmm. I was embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. You go from pulling up to my crib to, you know, yeah. me giving you the gate code. And, you know, and I was just like, oh, here we go Yeah, again. back again. Here yeah, I here am. Here we go again. And so now they're really ready. You know, the people that are watching, yeah. they're really ready. Oh, they're so happy I'm back here mm-hmm. again. Yeah, yeah. And I bet you they're talking about me. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then things started to shift, mm-hmm. right? Because my focus was no longer people. It was about my healing. It was about my daughter's ment- mental state. It was about my mental state. Mm-hmm. And it was about rebuilding myself mm-hmm. and, and learning that and relearning because I already knew this, but relearning that what I said in the beginning when I left him the first time, you can get all that yourself. Yep. Mind you, 
in three years, because it hasn't even been three years since I've been divorced, it's approaching three years. I've gotten four promotions. Um, I have my own foreign yep. um, investment properties. Never thought about buying stocks or anything like that. I'm, I'm now thinking about my daughter's generational yep. work and LLCs and conversations I wasn't allowed to have. Yep. And I can go into a store and buy my own Yves Saint Laurent. Yes. I can go buy my own Louis and Gucci. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to be disrespected to get it. Nope. I don't have to lose sleep to get it. Mm-hmm. No one's sleeping with my man. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm now seeing someone who is obsessed with me. <laughs> then let's talk about him. Because yeah. I want to know, where did he come from? Okay, so let's talk about that. Because I want to... No. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Because I want to talk about that. Because yes. I think it's really important. Because I want to... I want to talk about that since we talked about living for likes. Because we did go from the Mercedes truck to... Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm in a two-bedroom apartment to... Mm-hmm. Look at these roses I got. I'm like, wait, what? Yes. And and I love the fact that you are so protective over this relationship because you did live your marriage a thousand percent online. Absolutely. And I love the maturity. And I got yes. chills, you guys. I promise you I have chill bumps. Yes. I love how you are so protective over this relationship because I think if anything, Keyshawn, I love that climax of maturity. Yes. I will tell you, I am so protective of my husband. Absolutely. I am so protective. And I, I I tell people all the time, I do this podcast because of what my husband and I have gone through Absolutely. since we said I do. I do this, and, and I say this, I am protective of my marriage, yes. be, and that's why I do this podcast. Mm-hmm. So people are like, well, no, you put your, all your whole marriage on the podcast mm-hmm. because I'm protective of Absolutely. it. So it's like the reverse of, I that's put us thing. out here, and I don't really talk about my marriage on this podcast, but I put, because of my marriage, I'm very open because I want to protect people Absolutely. relationships. Absolutely. And you are protect so protective of this new relationship because Absolutely. of what you did wrong in the first Absolutely. marriage. Yes. And so we have no clue who this mystery man ah! is. And I <laughs> love that. Yes. I love that you're like, uh-uh, I am doing completely yes. opposite of what I did in the first relationship. So, so let's talk about Mr. Wonderful. So at 27... I wanted people to like me. I wanted people to be accepting of my situation. Yeah. I wanted to be invited to certain parties and to be sitting at the table. Right. At 37, You're I like, don't care. I don't care. I have my yeah. own table. Right. Right. And I'm doing Love the invites, it. right? And so this person holds me so high um, and keeps me lifted in prayer. And it's not about perception. My love languages haven't changed, okay? I take the test every time I start dating someone says that either they will change, right. right? And they haven't changed. But the the need for acceptance of people and the need for people on social media to know what I have going mm-hmm. on isn't there. I, you can think, I let people think whatever they want to think at this time. I love it. I ain't clearing up rumors at 37. So if I'm, if I'm a whore at 37, I'll be a whore. If if you believe that I'm unemployed, I, I, you can have that too. If you believe that, you know, I heard I slept with my boss. I, I heard these strangest things and I keep them guessing. I'm not cleaning up rumors or clearing up rumors at 37. He is coming to my life. He's respectful. He is a man of God. He is everything that I've ever thought I wanted. And we're just dating. And, and you know, he posts me. That's so crazy. So we are friends on social media. And 
he does post me, uh-huh. right? <laughs> and I know that I probably get the side eye from his circle uh-huh. because they go on my social media like, like where is he at? Of you. Right. Um, and I'm okay with that. Okay, so let's talk about that because I want to do the comparison. Yes. At 34 for me. Yes. Okay, so I got divorced at, when I got divorced? 32. Okay. And I got married at 42. Okay. Okay. At 32, between 32 and 42, yes. I didn't post any man yes, on my Facebook absolutely. for 10 years. Absolutely. Random, which you never ever would see a man because uh-huh. I was out here in these streets, yes. okay? Did not post a man, yes. okay? At all. Did not. Um, my love language was gifts, gifts, yes. and gifts, okay? Yes. <laughs> yes. At 42, got married. Yes. Completely different. Absolutely. Completely different. Yes. Everybody was like, first off, everybody was like, Dawn is never getting married, yes. okay? Which I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I was never posting a man. Yeah. 42. Nobody knew it. Got married. Yes. My love language is not gifts at all. My husband completely changed me. Yes. I've always posted my husband. Yes. Um, my, my love languages are words of affirmation yes. and acts of service. Yes. And my husband is my absolutely everything. Yes. And our whole life is surrounded around God. I'm a completely different person. My whole circle has changed. Yes. People who was in my life for those yes. 10 years are probably most of them are no longer in my life mm-hmm. because they're like, who is this person? Absolutely. And so you're, it's, it's so funny. Like you said, you completely change. And people that probably thought they know me then do not know me now. Absolutely. Things that mattered to me for those 10 years absolutely do not matter to me now. It's amazing how that transformation happens when that right person comes into your life mm-hmm. right and you have to be so and you ready just don't to care. receive it because I met this person last year I met this person last year right and I wasn't receptive yeah right because I was still healing right I was still healing and I wasn't receptive and and I was I, that's when I was trying to live a hot girl summer the last of the last girl of I girl love summer. my hot girl decade yeah. girl I had a hot girl decade you I had a hot girl like, summer yeah. <laughs> No, for you. it wasn't. It wasn't. When we first met, I never ever thought we would have gotten married because we probably shouldn't have. Right. Um, but people, I wanted to please people. And like I said, I wanted a seat at the big girl table. Um, and I wasn't ready for the service, the plate, the menu at the big girl mm-hmm. table. I just wanted to sit there. So I thought, um, and now that was an expensive lesson if, for you. Ooh. And that was an expensive lesson for because you. Because afterwards in healing and rebuilding myself and growing and going through the, the turmoils and trials and tribulation and like you said, counseling, because I go to counseling, mm-hmm. honey, I had started talking about the universe. I was like, well, let me go talk to the universe because that's a straw. What's my sign? What's your sign? I was looking for answers. Right. And in doing that and all of that. I realized that unless I completely healed, I was I had become a, a toxic person. Right. I had become everything that I let other people pour into mm-hmm. me. Nasty and cruel and mean. And I'm like, well, all men cheat and everybody cheating and 
everybody's doing this and there's no good people out there. So if you can't beat them, you join them. And I had gotten myself in an entanglement. Yeah. A real entanglement, okay? And I was, uh, stuff that I knew better, you know better. Right. Like, you know better. And I was like, that ain't it either. Mm-hmm. You just be true to you. And you get back grounded in you. Mm-hmm. And you focus on you and your daughter. And when I started doing that, that's when, you know, all the all the great things that are happening in my life began. And then I met Mr. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. And he is so wonderful. Um, he's still a mystery. Uh, <laughs> he is going to stay a mystery. I tell him, you know, all the time. We talk about the future, and I tell him all the time, I will post you one day when when we are there, um, but I'll be posting you not because I care what anyone has to say. I won't be posting you for likes. I won't be posting you um, to stunt on anybody because I stole you from somebody or who you used to be dating. I'll be posting you because that's what I want to do. He, do you does he ever get upset because he, he feels like he's hitting because Ryan was so mad Ryan literally we dated for like four months and he was mad he wanted to be posted day four uh-huh. and he was like why aren't you posting me I'm like I want to live in the bubble <laughs> yeah. because I wanted to protect our relationship because I knew that people would come for mm-hmm. us like I knew people would have stuff to mm-hmm. say not because we mm-hmm. knew we do too many people knew us, Absolutely. right? And so I wanted to protect us. Mm-hmm. You want to protect you guys, Absolutely, right? Absolutely, because like you said, so many people are gonna have something, something to, to say. say. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So many people are gonna reach out. You know, when you first post that person, everybody used to date your man. And yeah. everybody everybody has a story about him. And why is he with her? And well, yeah. how did she get him? Yeah, yeah. Or here's another one of Keyshawn's relationships. Yes. And how long is this one going to last? And or... so I was like, you know what? Like Let's just keep said, keep it in the bubble. Keep it insulated. Yep. Yep. I'm going to protect I'm you. protecting us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm, I'm comfortable with that. And he he, he kind of understands. Yeah. You know, I'll get I'll be on his story all day long. So yeah, Because he's proud of you. Yeah. He's so <laughs> proud of you. That's, girl, I'm yeah. telling you. I, if it was up to me... We would still be in the bubble. Yeah. We would. We would be married in the bubble yeah. if it was up to me. But you know, he he was so proud of me, and I. I mean, I, we had to. Thank you. Yeah. So so I I'm so happy that you came on the show and we talked about you know where you are today yes. in this relationship. Yes. Let me just ask. Give me some inside tea. Yes. When do you think you'll finally be? feel comfortable in coming out of the bubble six weeks six months six years do you think this is the one do you think this is the relationship for you i think this is the relationship for me and i think that i I is this the right one it's definitely right so you it feels right it feels right it feels so right it feels it feels marital right it feels you know the crazy thing is after my divorce i said i'd never get married Mm-hmm. I was like, I'll never do that again. Who said that? That that <laughs> who invented that? I Will you do that. this one right? Will you do premarital counseling? Absolutely. Um, like I said, he's a man of God. And so I think y'all should do pre-dating counseling. That's what that's we what did. We, that's you what need we, to do yes. that. And yes. that's what we did. We did it like, well, 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 who oh Lord? I think three months in. Yes. Because I think people it don't helps. realize it does. It like, does. do it in the dating. Because it people does. don't realize, like, we made sure we should, probably shouldn't even be dating. Yes. Covenant Carrollton does it for $35. Okay. Do it. 
Do okay. it. And they give you a book. I I can I, I can let you see the book. Like okay. I'll give you the book before you leave. And I say that because sometimes people shouldn't even be dating. You're absolutely right. Like don't waste your time You're dating. If right. we probably don't even we probably shouldn't even be compatible enough to date. Man, I know, like you said, I know people who I I feel like I'm I'm okay, so I'm thirty seven. Uh-huh. I, I toy with the idea of having children, more children, right, right at thirty seven. And so I'm not in a rush. So I finally stopped you know, listening to people about what well, was too old to have a kid. Girl. Because I people, you getting old. Oh, my grandmother said that. You getting <laughs> old, baby, if you talking about a baby. No. I was like, man, you are 83. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, if, when God says the same, I'm doing when he in his time. Right. And not my time. Does he want to have more kids? He is open. Very See, it's open, so then y'all definitely go to premarital counseling yeah. for real, <laughs> pre-dating counseling. Yeah, open. I mean, if you think he's the one, and you know, hey, you're right at the right age. Yeah. You really are. And I would tell you, it is if it feels right to you, and you're now like you said, you're not listening to anybody else. No, you no. are like, look, I've done it wrong enough. Yeah. It's time to do it right. Absolutely. And I think that you're a perfect age to get rid of all the toxic everything out of Absolutely. your life whether it's friendships relationships work situations Absolutely. um i told you earlier i've rid myself of toxic possessions Absolutely. sometimes let's get rid of the the purses yes, the, sure. the jackets for let sure. me rid my house of the oh, oh he bought me that picture let me get that picture out of my house someone stole my wedding ring and so i actually had my old wedding ring and it, it was it was about nine thousand mm-hmm. dollars and at the time i was holding it because it was collateral if yeah. anything ever happened oh someone yeah someone stole it so mm-hmm. I, and the person that stole it i know who stole it and it's my fault mm-hmm. and and you know hey, yeah. consequences and repercussions for doing things you don't have any business so it was stolen but with that being said i was devastated mm-hmm. i even made a post on it about it on facebook i was devastated because this was collateral and i was going to sell it one day if i needed to if yeah. i got on hard times if if, if, if was a pick right and it's gone, right? Mm-hmm. I, like you said, you starting to shed some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. That stuff. Yes. The purses my ex-husband bought. The and and, and initially in the beginning, no, it's you know that stuff. Girl, yep. sell it, give it away. Yep. Throw it away. Yeah. Donate. Yes. And yes. I don't even want it. It's you know. Bad. Yes. It, it the spirit and the energy of exactly. it. It literally permeates through your house. Mm-hmm. And I. And you look at it and you know where it came. from. You know where it came from. So you're not really done. It's so crazy because I yes. literally had one ex boyfriend mm-hmm. steal some of my purses for that another ex boyfriend gave me. He did it to be spiteful. Uh-huh. But I'm like, you so stupid. Why would you want to steal something <laughs> that another man gave me? Yes. But it's just so crazy because I literally once again we talked about this. I will never you an ex boyfriend will never catch me in the street yeah. with my husband carrying something that you absolutely. gave me. Like absolutely, I will not. never do that. Like you will never be like, oh yeah, she still got that watch on. Uh-huh. That I'm not with my husband. Yeah. You won't like right. I will never disrespect my husband that and that's way. A beautiful ever. Thing. Yeah, I rather you know my husband is not a, a materialistic person uh-huh. ever. I literally wear all the time a Garmin watch that he bought me from Walmart. It yeah. it costs two thirty. Yeah. Um, but it goes with my cell phone yes. and it literally tracks my steps, right? Uh-huh. And you know, I've had ex-boyfriend buy me two thousand dollar watches. Mm-hmm. I love the two hundred and thirty dollar watch that Absolutely. my husband bought me, right? And so it's just you just it doesn't matter. Put 
material possessions just does not matter anymore. And I think that once you realize that the person who you're with at their heart is worth millions, mm -hmm. that matters to me. Um, I, um, I was looking at Facebook today and somebody put, um, put a picture of you marrying a Greek and I put, I married a God. Mm -hmm. Yes, you know, yeah, it's like, yes. I don't, and, and I it's just so crazy. I don't, the labels, yes. the labels, right? Mm -hmm. I don't even care that mm -hmm. my husband doesn't have Greek letters. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean anything mm -hmm. to me. And you just, you just grow up. You, do. you just grow up. You and do. it's, it is, I don't have a problem people who have Greek letters, yeah. but I just, you just really, right. you elevate. Mm -hmm. Your brain elevates. And it's like, I don't care. That's I don't enough. care. I would live with my husband in a tiny house. Yeah. Because he just makes me so happy. Yes, and I just, I, you just grow and up. That's and key. that's the key. Like, I, like you said, I no longer care about the things that I did then. You, and some people who are still in the mindset that you were 20 years ago, yeah. and we're still having the same conversations we were 20 years ago, and we're still, you know, posting the stuff that we were 20 yes. years ago. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not coming for anybody. Mm -hmm. I'm just not. I will high five and love it all day long. And I just I'm just telling you for me mm -hmm. that I'm so happy that I don't have toxic friendships anymore. Absolutely. And I don't have toxic relationships anymore. Yes. And I pray for those who are still in those relationships, yes. in those toxic friendships. And I'm happy that we're having these conversations to purge. If you are still in those relationships, what do you Lead them with a word of advice, Ms. Keyshawn. How do we help our survivors get out of those relationships? How do you give them three tools, tips, or tricks to get out of that situation? Um, the first thing I'll say is leave. Leave. Leave everything if you have. Yeah. Because nothing that you have right now is worth your peace and your mental health. Mm -hmm. You just leave. Um, number two, everything you lost will, will be regained. I can assure you, I am a testament and testimony right. that everything mm -hmm. that you lose, you will gain. Right. Fold. I have more than I had when I was married. Right. <laughs> and I'm yeah. so blessed. Yeah. Um, and the last thing, surround yourself with people who want to see you win. Absolutely. Like-minded people. Yeah. Um, there is not a woman that I would look in the face right now who was miserable and hurting and give the advice I was giving. I would not tell her to stay. Um, I'm not telling anybody to leave their husband because I'm not judge, you know, Maybelline or divorce court or any of that. But what I am saying is you're enough and you deserve more than this toxic relationship. Absolutely. And even as a counselor, because that's what I do as a counselor, I know that toxic stress kills people. Absolutely. It has long term effects on your physical as well as your mental and it kills people. And so stop subjecting yourself to those things because you're enough. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that. I love that. And I think one of the things that I want to say that I don't think I could ever say enough is I have, and I, and I want to leave the show with this. I have been in um, relationships with married men, right? I have mm -hmm. done it. I have admitted it. I have been a side chick before. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to my cousin the other day we were walking and I was telling her, I said, I will never subject myself to that ever again. First off, because I'm married. But even if we something were to happen to my husband, I would never do it again. First off, because no man is worth that. 
he, these men out here are just not worth it. Absolutely. But not only that, the pain that we're bringing to another woman. Absolutely. I don't think. First off, I was not mature enough to think about that other woman, mm-hmm. but now I am. Yeah. We as black women, we owe it to that other woman Absolutely. to think about her enough to say she doesn't deserve that. Exactly. And I think when we're doing it, we we aren't even thinking about her or we 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 condition ourselves to say, "Well, she know what she got yeah. or she knows what he's doing and she's I she, married. I, I didn't know her my he's not I mean he's he's not not my man man. right or she if she willing to deal with it that's for her to deal with I would never do that to another woman and so I want to just leave the show saying that as an African-American woman we need to think about that other woman and we need to do better by each by the women right because these men are going to do what these men are going to do right but we as women need to stick together and especially in this time and age of black women coming together and we think about Kamala Harris and Michelle Obama we have to do better by each other and so I want to just challenge us as women to stick together you know and when you said that the people in y'all circle knew what your husband was doing men are going to always stick together we as women need to learn to stick together and that's I probably what hurts my heart more than anything is that we as women don't stick mm-hmm. together and we hurt each other so much mm-hmm. when your homegirl slept with your man you know that's one thing I can say I have never done which mm-hmm. is to backstab one of my friends mm-hmm. I have friends who think that I have backstabbed mm-hmm. them but trust me I have never done it if I have done something we were not friends yes. right okay yes. so so you made this someone back here like yes you did no I didn't because yes. we were not friends exactly. so trust me if some we were not not friends mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. so stop lying to yourself yeah. but because I have never done that I am a very 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 loyal person I'm a very good friend but I think it's women we we do that to each other way mm-hmm. too much and we need to do better by each other yeah, so I want to on my own show and platform I am challenging us as women to do better by each other yes. um, we need to reach out to each other and support each other more and then I also want to apologize Absolutely. to any African American woman or woman period that I have hurt in the past um because I will say this I'm crazy when I was in 12th grade I did do something to a friend of mine her name is Kiana Gilbert and her and I have had a conversation and I have apologized to her and she's like girl we was in high school that don't (laughs) even count and I was like no but I was still wrong And she lives in Houston, and I was like, and yeah. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to owe you dinner. And she was like, I appreciate yes. 20-some years later, you apologize. Because wrong is wrong, yeah, right? You're never too old you're, to right or wrong. You are never too old to right or wrong. And I told her that. And so, but as an adult, I just think as women, we have to do better by our, each other. Because, you know, these men going to do what they going to do, they right? Are. And like yes. you said, they going to make you feel like you, you, you're the only one that's crazy. Yes. Um, and they're going to pit us against each other. Yeah. They'll let you don't. I call, I call them dumb. King, you will let them hype you into a whole altercation with another woman that like they're just a, a, a fight promoter girl for real <laughs> for real won't they yeah I heard each other. They, they would say what you believe her <laughs> or, or, or your lying eyes what they will really have you thinking you crazy out yeah, here won't they right. and you know what kills me is when they will uh t- tell you uh 
uh, she she didn't see me. Uh, did she take a picture? Yeah. Like my homegirl, don't know who you are. And that, and that, I will tell you what I hate is when I tell my friend about her man, and then she'll throw my name in there. Well, Dawn said she saw you. Why did you have to put my name? Yeah. You didn't have to do that. Yeah. You know, anytime my friends tell me about my man, which is I ain't had that happen in decades, but you don't throw my name in there. Yes. Why did you have yes. to? T- Women are so cat like that. Like, don't throw my name. Just say yeah. that. Look, you got caught, right? And so I'm like, girl, you just ruined the friend. Because now he's going to definitely divide us. And now tell you don't be my friend. But she was trying to come at me anyway. Now he's going to do that divide and conquer Mm -hmm. type thing. But anywho, that's neither here nor there. I just wanted to end the show by saying this African-American women, in today's age and time, I am challenging us to do better by one another. And if you have wronged one of your friends, I am challenging you to reach out to her and try to fix it. Because we need to come together and do better by each other. And if you have toxic friendships or relationships, let's cut them off and move on. Because it is life is too short to be unhappy. It's too short. You're happy. Very. I'm happy. Yes. Thank you for coming on my show. It was my pleasure. It's been wonderful. And we are out. Thank you, survivors. Have a great week. Thanks, survivors, for tuning in for another episode. I hope the topics discussed today were impactful to your personal and or professional development. The tips and tools given are for insight and practical usage. If you need additional resources or assistance, please seek your EAP program through your employer or find a professional therapist in your area. Also, we have additional information about today's show on our social media platforms on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Rescue Me Podcast, where your comments, compliments, and show suggestions are always welcome. You can also find this podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. I want to say thank you to our sponsors, Gifts of Grace, Holiday Homegirl, Shea McNuckles Tax Prep, and Juice Fruits LLC, where you will receive a 10% discount off products purchased by entering or mentioning discount code RMP10. This show is edited, produced, and published by MBDB podcast productions covering these feelings going through changes mad right now i can't even think straight so i'm a judge